0: Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the new money podcast, episode 26. You should definitely double check your insurance policies. Not boring, I promise. Part two, how y'all doing, man? Hope you guys had a great weekend. It is hot as shit in my house right now, but I'm currently shopping around for a standalone AC unit, so wish me luck with that. As usual, guys. Hit me up in the DMs, Instagram, at the New Money Podcast. Ask me those questions The New Money Mailbag. Got a few great questions going on today. So anything at all, shoot me a cue on that. Also, guys, I beg your ass every single week. I'm going to keep begging because I have no shame please leave me a review. If you use Apple podcast, I really would appreciate it helps the show grow, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like I'd really, really (laughs) appreciate if you guys could do that. So this is part two. And if you haven't checked out part one, you should go do that. But today, what I want to talk about is, you know, we're back in the topic of insurance. And what I want to do with this episode specifically, this isn't the last part, but it's going to be the last part for the next little bit, because I'm not just going to do like four straight weeks of insurance. Like I got to. Like, I just don't want to do that. I know you guys don't want to hear that, so we're not going to do that. So this is part two. Today, what I'm going to talk about is auto insurance as well as health insurance, you know, two very common types. And then we'll, you know, take a break and then cover life and home insurance and other kinds of insurance business, all that shit down the line. So we're going to go over the good, the bad and ugly. And, you know, I'll just give my thoughts on them. You know what I do, right? So without further ado, let's just dive on into it, baby. Alright so again guys bear the hell with me because you know even for me I know this stuff can be dry when I'm researching like you know it's it's not the sexiest topic in the world but it's so important to have a high level understanding of it so you don't get friggin railroaded in a million different ways because that's how insurance can go sometimes. In part one I covered the general idea of insurance so again any lingo anything that doesn't make sense go check out part one you know what I'm playing. But yes let's just start with auto insurance and go from there. So. Auto insurance is a policy purchased by a vehicle owner to mitigate costs associated with getting into an auto accident. Wah, wah. We don't like that. We don't want to talk about that, but we have to, right? Because we need to be prepared for the worst to get the best out of life, right? That's by Nathan. quote by Nathan Kennedy. You know what I'm talking about? Um, instead of paying out of pocket for auto accidents, people pay annual premiums to an auto insurance company the company then pays all or most of the costs associated with an auto accident or other vehicle damage. Now, this is mandatory in Canada and the United States to some degree. I'm not too, too sure in the US, but I'm pretty sure it's a baseline of it is mandatory and many other countries mandate it as well. Now, when you go to get insurance, there's going to be three aspects of it, some optional, some mandatory that will be a part of the insurance. So the first aspect and this is the mandatory portion is known as liability. This is the mandatory aspect and it is the main factor in how much your insurance is going to cost, especially when you're young. So liability is the bare minimum that you need to even be on the road to begin with. With liability, there's a few components to it that your insurance provider likely has included in it, so allow me to quickly nerd out and cover what they are. So the first is third-party liability. If you're responsible for an accident causing injuries or fatalities, or if your vehicle damages somebody else's property, this insurance will protect you financially. Minimum coverage is 200,000, which definitely isn't enough given how much all that litigation, all that bullshit adds up to one million bucks is the common you know amount but honestly upping it usually isn't that much more on your policy so you should probably go around two million just to be safe the second part of the liability is likely direct compensation so this is very specific coverage that applies to the owner of a vehicle and if you're involved in an accident in ontario specifically from ontario canada where you're not entirely at fault and at least one of the other vehicles is insured right so you get in a thing blah 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 the insurance will pay you for your repairs for your vehicle and the property that you damaged or that you were deemed liable for this can be reduced depending on how at fault you are so the third portion is uninsured coverage so this this is coverage against you know if you're in an accident god forbid with an uninsured driver so a motherfucker that shouldn't even be on the road is on the road and he hits you of all fucking people (laughs) and he causes injury to you like i mean i'm thinking just reading this is pissing me off so there's coverage against that that's likely included in coverage that you need to get anyway if the other driver causes the accident and doesn't have insurance to cover your damages or damages that were caused your insurance will be like yo we got it let's take care of it and then that guy will probably go to jail but <laughs> that's not your problem in the fourth most common portion of that sort of mandatory aspect is accidents benefits coverage so this is really important my friends they all are but this is what can make or break you after a potential accident, like life after an accident, right? So if you or any other person entitled to benefits under this coverage are in an accident, regardless of who is at fault, the insurance may cover a portion of the incurred expenses, such as your income replacement. If you can't go back to work, medical expenses, if you really you know, do a number on yourself, rehabilitation costs, physio, chiro, all that kind of stuff. And, and God forbid, God forbid funeral expenses, right? So again, guys, dark stuff here. I don't love talking about this, but it's super, super important. So this covers your ass for your recovery if something results from an accident that you need treatment for, care, et cetera. And guys like this is the real stuff. This is why being financially aware really comes in handy because when crisis hits you, you're like, okay, like I know, you know what I need to do. I know what coverage I have. I know what money I need to come up with. You just kinda know what you sort of need to go out and do and you don't have to run around like a chicken with your head cut off you have a plan of attack you are you know you know your weapons in your arsenal so you are just better at life when you're on top of this shit. you know what i mean so just a quick note on the benefits portion of the insurance so the the benefit the the dollar amount that people typically received in recent years has actually gone down significantly so you know many insurance companies will allow you to get extra accident benefits coverage so i really think you guys should double check your policies and tell everybody you know to double check theirs because this could be quite literally one of the most important portions of your insurance that you have and you might not even have nearly enough if something were to happen etc so again just everything like everything that I always say just double check double check make sure everything's good nice and prepared because you never know okay now let's talk about the optional insurance portion so this is probably you know, what you think of when you think of insurance, like if you hit something, what the hell happens like that is sort of what's going on here. And we kind of just talked about that. But with this one, this is specifically like damage to your car and like paying for your car and stuff like that. So the two main types are called collision and comprehensive. So what's collision, right? You can probably deduce what collision covers right so this type of insurance simply compensates you for damage to your car from an accident ie every other type of collision not covered by direct compensation it will either pay to have your car fixed or in some instances the car actually may be written off you've probably heard that before cars written off it means you they deem it's cost way too much to fix so they might as well just scrap the car and cut you a check and the insurance company will take care of you that way but here's the thing as cars do depreciate like crazy go check out my episode on cars man i'm plugging all day but yes cars depreciate like a mother so the check that they gave you might be fuck all so you might want to make sure that the coverage that you're paying extra for on top of your bare minimum premium will actually come in clutch if something were to happen if they cut you a check and you're you know insuring a shitty ass 2001 whatever the hell and the check they give you is like 500 bucks like you probably paid more to get that check than the check's even worth so you know like again just just do the quick math in your head you know the probabilities things like that yeah is this car old enough do i really need to do i have some money saved up etc you know and so kind of just figure that out and and go from there guys even with talking about this i've considered if i wanted to i have collision on mine and i'm kind of like like how much would i even get if something happened right so again it's an never long battle you kind of just need to figure out what's best for you comprehensive this is any sort of damage to your car that's not like a collision right so theft vandalism natural damage like a I don't know a tree falling on it God forbid or fire etc now again should you get it you know again depends on you guys right is the car new is it old do you have a lot of money like did you take a loan out on the car you sh- I-, I hope you didn't but if you do have a lot of uh, car debt, You know, that's a lot of money that's on the line. So you might want to have some insurance against that money. Right. And that means getting insurance on the car. So again, guys, just feel it out and figure out what's best for you. That's that's all I can tell you at the end of the day. Now, when it comes to your auto policy, there are a few different considerations that depict how much you'll pay for your premium or your policy, etc. So these include likelihood that you'll submit a claim. So the most common one is age, like how old you are, how much experience you have on the road estimated costs to cover those specific claims, amount of liability coverage you'd like, amount of your deductible that you'd like, did you take driver's classes and driver's training, and again, your, your driving record in general. So all of these factors are aspects that determine your risk. So last week we said the riskier you are, you know the more you're gonna have to pay to be insured right it just makes sense ways you can control this is to get a more safe car a more common car that tends to be lower insurance right you can rectify your driving record if you have any blemishes on it that you haven't taken care of put to bed etc and you know more realistically you can easily accomplish lowering your premium by abiding by their discount offering so a lot of insurance providers give discounts and this could be like getting winter tires or maybe a discount for not driving past a certain time at night you know and and this also leads into my next point of just harass your insurance provider to repeatedly give you discounts on wherever you can right all the damn discounts you can I do it and it works you you just got to keep checking in because some new shit pops off you know discount for this discount for the student discount whatever you just like keep checking in because you can keep you know reducing those expenses reducing those expenses it can save you hundreds and hundreds of dollars off your annual policy and again I've literally maxed this shit out for time and it's it's really paid off so I strongly recommend that you guys even try to negotiate somewhat frequently don't know how if you want to negotiate with these insurance companies go check out episode 10 and I tell you how to do that but yes that's pretty much the skinny on car insurance like any insurance guys pay for what you need read the damn fine print And always max out your discounts my friends okay so now we're gonna talk about health insurance so we're talking about in canada but there's a lot of principles in here that you can apply to pretty much anywhere most serious health matters are covered by government provided health insurance in canada so in ontario this is known as OHIP. Most times, people or families will want to have extra coverage, however, to help cover the costs of medical procedures not covered by the government, such as private health care, which is, you know, your dental, vision, uh, you know, private hospital, rooms, drug, chiro, massage, physio, all that kind of stuff that that stuff that's not under OHIP. Some jobs actually provide benefits, which essentially fully or nearly fully cover the premium of such a benefits policy. So this is a fantastic perk to a lot of jobs. And that's why you hear adults always adulting and saying, oh, great benefits. Oh, great benefits. That's what they're referring to. You can actually also purchase this separately if your employer doesn't provide it with different sort of insurance providers. Other things that typically aren't in OHIP are disability insurance, critical illness insurance and long term care coverage. So. We're not going to go too too in-depth on that we'll quickly touch on that later in this episode but all of these are important aspects that can really come in handy if something were to happen or you know a loved one is aging and and they have complications and things like that this this kind of stuff can really come in clutch so let's just quickly touch on the private healthcare aspect uh we'll touch on canada in general and uh how that plays in and then we'll kind of go from there so in canada we have somewhat of a universal healthcare system you know it's it's not as cut and dry as as some people that aren't canadian would think insured healthcare services include medically necessary hospitals physicians and surgical dental services provided to insured persons insured persons are really any eligible resident of a province this does not include someone who may be covered by other federal or provincial legislation so you know i'm not going to dive too too deep into that but basically most people are covered for the really serious stuff. So what a lot of people have though is additional healthcare insurance. So private health insurance provides additional medical coverage through either group or individual supplementary health insurance plans. This provides coverage for individuals who may not otherwise be insurable through a group plan or have insufficient coverage through their province or territory. So again, a good employer may provide benefits that cover the premium of such insurance coverage. So why would an employer do this like why is this a thing well there's a few different reasons so number one it's a great attractive perk so that candidates you know will love them and be like okay i like this (laughs) you know this is good i I like having full benefits it's kind of the norm now so you can't really. If you don't have it, you're kind of you have a sort of an X on you because it's it's really people really do value it when they're looking for a good job. Employers can also write off the premiums as business expenses. So they have a little bit of a benefit there. Um, again, it encourages loyalty and trust among their employees. And, you know, it'll enable better staff retention if they're taking care of their own. Like, you know, a lot better for business and employees will feel more valued. So it's, it's very much in their favor. And then from an employee perspective, it provides added protection beyond what is available from government plans. And it also saves money on provincial premiums or the cost of having to purchase the individual insurance yourself. So net net, it's a good thing for both sides. And I suggest when you're looking for a job, you should definitely weigh this aspect when you're recruiting. Right. And and think about it. Right. Full coverage premiums of this can likely be anywhere from a buck 50 to 300 out of pocket a month. You know, that's, that's not a small chunk of change. That's a good amount of money, right? So with employer coverage, it could really help out. Now, if you don't have a job that provides it, then it is what it is, right? And I would suggest looking into this kind of coverage because it can, again, really come in handy with periodic dental checkups, physio, you know all all the stuff right so if you do have this coverage then compare quotes and shop around and read the fine print and really try to understand what you're in because it can really save your butt now quickly i just want to touch on disability critical illness and long-term care insurance please don't fall asleep on me i'm gonna make it quick i'm gonna make it quick all right just this really quick really quick so disability insurance very important form of insurance that's often overlooked It's not really emphasized as much as life insurance, but it protects your income should you become disabled. Benefits stop when you return to work, but it's really important because if you can't work, then how the hell are you going to take care of your loved ones and your family and yourself? Right. So this shit can happen to you. Please do not overlook it. Don't think I'm young. I'm invincible because it's not true. Right. We we all are vulnerable to stuff like this. And so this can really come in handy. You know, a typical 30 year old is actually four times as likely to become disabled rather than dying before 65. So hopefully both those things don't happen, but you're four times as likely to become disabled Versus dying before 65, you know, you better not just have life insurance. You better cover the thing that's four times as likely, which is you being disabled, and have life insurance as well. So, you know, just just putting it into perspective. So, disability insurance will provide you with monthly income if you're unable to work as a result of becoming disabled. You'll usually get a portion of your prior salary, maybe like 40 to 70 percent. The higher portion, the higher the cost of the insurance, etc. So, so if you get like 80, 90 percent of your income covered, then the premium is going to be higher. Uh, also there's a monthly limit on the benefits so you know you may not replace your income if you earn a high salary right it's up to a certain amount you know maybe that makes more sense to get more than one policy if that's the case right so there's options here a lot of employers however may actually have this coverage as an option or may you may already have it and not even know and it might be looped into your benefits so check in with your benefits provider to double check as usual it's usually it's tax-free money as well unless your employer hasn't included it as a taxable benefit you know now i'm getting into tax stuff so that's that's between you and your employer if that's the case but it's in your best interest to figure that out so lastly on disability insurance it typically falls into two general categories so it's very important to get the right one so own occupation will you will receive benefits usually for up to two years if you can't perform your occupation this is usually switched to any occupation after that so own occupation that means that you're unable to do the job that you had before you got disabled now there's any occupation which means that if you can perform any occupation even if it pays less then you may not receive benefits at all which would that would suck right so we don't want that at all right we want the own occupation one so make sure that if you do have somewhat of a disability coverage that own occupation is the one that you have and not any because you know you don't want to be I don't know, a a junior lawyer or something like that. And then, you know, you have a maybe an anxiety problem or you, you know, have some sort of cognitive uh, issue and you're unable to perform under that sort of stress. But you have an any occupation thing, so they're not going to cover you at all. Right. So if you have own occupation, then you're good. So make sure that's the one. right? Okay. so now critical illness coverage. So this is a lump sum benefit in the event that something life altering. Uh, illness, disease, injury happens and really debilitates you to some degree. So these are things like strokes, heart attacks, etc. The main difference between critical illness and disability insurance is critical illness is paid in a one lump sum, whereas, you know, disability insurance is a monthly periodic benefit. And number two, critical insurance provides coverage for insured conditions, whereas Disability insurance covers any injury or illness that prevents you from working. So it's very different in the sense. It's both around health, but it's sort of the nuances of when the one kicks in. Not the best form of insurance. Like you're probably pretty good with disability as well as life insurance and just sort of private health insurance. But it's up to you to consider. And then lastly, long-term care insurance. This covers expenses associated with long-term health conditions that cause individuals to need help with everyday tasks. So typically nursing care, rehab, therapy, personal care, homemaking services. Again, this is more so for the older population. Not to say you shouldn't be aware of it, but again, it's it's not too, too relevant for you guys. So yes overall what i recommend is looking into your employer's coverage that they have you on or exploring options to get your own coverage because guys it could really really be worth it now a lot of listeners on the show may be covered by their parents which is fine i actually am technically still covered by my parents but i also have other benefits from work which i'm lucky enough to have you know but guys like my parents coverage on me is is gonna end any time now like any any day now literally um I think it might even technically be over. Maybe I'm not even supposed to be on it. I don't know. But I also know people that, you know, have have outgrown their coverage and now they're not eligible to be under their parents' plan. So, guys, it's coming. Let's be aware of it, right? Because, fuck, you might be due for a cleaning and you're like, shit, man, I I don't have any coverage. So, guys, look into it. You know, it, 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 it really is important. And, you know, in some respects, some of this stuff can really, you know, be the difference in your life. So, look into it, my friends. I think I said look into it about a billion times this episode, but... Look into it. Money, 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 money. Money. Yo, so I got a new money bag boy. And it is from my boy, fits you at Instagram. That's my guy. That's my G. And he sent me a bunch of questions. Uh, because I think one episode I said, yo, I ain't got no questions. Like, what the hell's up? And he sent me like, like a page of questions. So I'm just going to like roll them out over the next few weeks. Um, and you guys can still send me questions too. I'd love to hear that. I'll blend them in, but I'm going to answer three quick ones, three random ones, really fun stuff. So number one, what's my favorite vacation spot? So yo, um, real talk. I haven't actually gone on many vacations at all. Like at all. Um, the most tropic place I went was actually this year. It was February. I went to California with my girlfriend that was sick. Her aunt and uncle live out in orange county friggin newport beach oh my god dude stop it if anybody's from california or even around that area that listens to this yo like like message me please (laughs) because like that was probably the craziest shit ever and like for a guy that doesn't really travel around much you know i'm 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 sitting here thinking like is this just crazy because this is new and i don't travel much or is this as crazy as i think and i think it it was as crazy as i thought so um that was that's my favorite right now i haven't been many places but i I, i'd have to say newport beach california that was that was crazy crazy fun and i really enjoyed that so that's my favorite uh number two um are you thinking of buying a home in the next few years bro i'm thinking about buying a home this year like honest to god like i'm thinking about later uh this year i'm thinking about maybe making a move there Uh, that's all I'll say right now, but you know, we'll talk about that later on my friends. Uh, and then number three, what's my favorite team in the NBA? Mm, I mean, I love the raps. I'm kind of a LeBron guy. I used to be a huge LeBron guy back when he was in Miami. Um, but I don't know. He's just so like, he's not like he used to be. I I miss, I miss the old LeBron. I miss the LeBron. that just go out and just ball and, and, uh, he had to fight the critics all the time and, I don't know. I just like when he had a chip on his shoulder, you know, like when they said he he can't he can't he can't close. And I don't know. He just was a different beast back then, and and now he's still sick. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I just feel like he's more a public figure than a NBA player these days. So I don't know. uh I, You know. So that that means I, I kind of like the Lakers. i just have to say my favorite is is the Raptors being canadian in that but um i'd say that i'd say they're after okay so that's it for the new money mailbag appreciate you my guy for those questions i know you got a ton more uh on the docket so i'll be sure to sure to pump those out and all you guys send me some questions as well so my friends that's that's pretty much it for the episode let's just quickly recap so number one it's important to have a solid understanding of your insurance and with cars in particular you know understand if you have enough liability coverage and if comprehensive or collision coverage makes sense for you number two with health insurance it can really make all the difference regardless of if your employer provides it or not be sure to look into if it makes sense for you but here's a hint it probably makes sense for you <laughs> and you know number three is again the same takeaway as last week don't get too wrapped up in the bells and whistles figure out what you know make sense for you to have what you and your family need to feel safe and secure and still frugal you know with having an affordable plan my friends that's it for auto and health insurance in general again i didn't go too too in depth kept it nice and high level for you guys i hope i hope you're still listening to me right now it isn't too boring we're gonna take a little bit of a break from insurance and then we'll come back to it we'll sneak it in in the coming weeks so Appreciate you guys. I love y'all. Let me know if you guys enjoyed this episode. But for right now, I am out this mother. Peace.